Hello, welcome back to the Barefoot Books podcast. In this Scottish tale, a brave lass doesn't need a man for protection, not even from goblins, but everyone is afraid of something. After the story, go to barefootbooks.com to find the complete Barefoot Giants, Ghosts, and Goblins collection. The Lass Who Couldn't Be Frightened, Scottish. There was once a lass who couldn't be frightened. Her mother was dead and her father had run off no one knew where. So apart from a cat and a dog, the lass lived all alone in a house in the depths of the forest. People used to say to her that she ought to come and live in the village with them, but she would just shrug her shoulders and say, I have my cat and my dog for company. But what about the wild animals of the forest, the people asked. I'm not afraid of them, said the lass. Well, what about the wee folk, the people said, looking left and right and back and forward and up and down as they did so, and dropping their voices to a whisper. Oh, those are just good wives' tales, said the lass with a laugh. The villagers looked at each other and shrugged. If the lass was foolish enough not to believe in the wee folk, that was her problem. Then one day, one of the village lads took a look at the lass and realized she was the best-looking girl for miles. He took another look and thought he might like to marry her. He talked about this idea to some of his friends, and within a week or two, there was a line of lads outside her gate with bunches of flowers and silly smiles on their faces. But the lass sent them all away. Why should I be wanting to get married, she said. I have everything I need here, and my dog is the best protection. Now be off with you all. But there was one lad who didn't go with the rest, and that was Huey, the shepherd boy. When the others pointed out what a bonny girl the lass was, he just said, I, I've noticed. Then he went back to his sheep. The other lads thought he was just plain crazy, but they soon got tired of getting nowhere with the lass, and after a time they all left her alone. Now, one evening the lass went to the pantry to get some oatmeal to make bannock cakes for her supper. Oh, she said, after I fill this bowl there'll be nothing left to make porridge in the morning. And she thought to herself that it was a fine night, and that she might just as well take a sack of grain to be ground by the miller. So off she went. But by the time she reached the mill, it was dark, and the mill was all closed up. But the lass saw that there were lights on in the miller's house, and so she went and knocked at the door. The miller came and stuck his head around the door and glared at her. I'm sorry to trouble you this late, but I have a bag of grain to be ground. Would you be kind and do it for me? I will not, snapped the miller. Come back in the morning. But I need oatmeal to make porridge for breakfast, said the lass. Well, you'll have to wait, said the miller, and started to close the door. Will you give me the key to the mill and let me do it myself, said the lass. No, I will not, shouted the miller, going red in the face. And why not, demanded the lass. If you must know, said the miller, there's a terrible great goblin that lives under the mill, and if anyone tries to grind any flour at night, he comes out and steals it and gives them a good thrashing into the bargain. Well, I'm not frightened of any silly goblin, said the lass, who was beginning to get angry herself. Give me the key. When he saw that she wouldn't be put off, the miller called his wife and his children to witness that he was not to blame for anything that might happen. Then he gave the lass the key to the mill and went indoors and bolted the door and barred the windows. The lass went right into the mill and put her grain into the hopper and set the huge mill wheel turning. 
Almost at once, a great big goblin with an ugly face and huge, great staring eyes came bursting up out of the floor and tried to snatch the lass's bag of meal. He had a big, knobbly club in one hand, but when she saw him, the lass was not a bit afraid. She snatched the club out of the goblin's hand and attacked him with it. Now the goblin wasn't used to this kind of treatment. In the past, he had only to appear, and everyone in the mill would run away screaming. The lass was a different kettle of fish. She boxed his ears and banged his shins and chased him into one corner and then another until his head was in a whirl. Then as he was passing the hopper, the lass gave him a great big kick and he fell right into the bin. The lass started up the mill wheel and there the goblin was between the mill wheels getting ground up with all the grain. Of course it didn't kill him because almost nothing can kill a goblin but he yelled and made such a racket that it sounded as though a dozen folks were being murdered. The miller and his family pulled the bedclothes over their heads and shivered with fright, but the lass just sat down and listened to the goblin calling to her to let him out. You just stay there for a bit, she said. It will do you good. Ugh, said the goblin. Please let me out. I promise to go away and never bother anyone again. Do you now, said the lass. I do, so, said the goblin. So the lass let him out, and the goblin ran off as fast as he could and was never seen again in those parts. The lass went and banged on the miller's door. It was a while before he got up the courage to come down. The lass gave him back the key to the mill. There, she said, I've ground my grain, I've gotten rid of your goblin, and now I'm off to home. Next day, the story was all over the village. When Huey the shepherd boy heard it, he went very quiet, for in his heart he had loved the lass for a long time, and he had thought that one day she might change her mind about needing a man to protect her. But after this adventure it seemed as though he was wrong. On his way home he happened to pass near the house in the forest where the lass lived. There he heard something that made his hair stand on end. It was the voice of the lass screaming and crying fit to burst, it must be a band of robbers that are after her, thought Huey, and he set off at a run toward the lass's house. When he got there, he found the door standing wide open. Inside, the lass was standing on the table, screaming loud enough to wake the dead, and there, at her feet, was a wee brown mouse. I thought you were the lass who was afraid of nothing, said Huey. The lass opened her eyes and stopped screeching. Oh, Huey, get rid of that beastie for me. The cat's in the fields and the dog's away hunting, and no one can save me but you. Looks to me like you could use a man about the place, said Huey. Maybe I could at that, said the lass. So Huey took the broom from behind the door and chased the mouse away. Then he helped the lass down from the table and gave her a big hug and an even bigger kiss. We'll be married on Sunday, he said. And the last said, quietly as anything, Aye, let's. And married they were, and lived happily for the rest of their days, and the lass never was afraid of anything, except maybe mice, but she had Huey to take care of them. That's all for today's episode. Thanks for listening. Now you can visit barefootbooks.com slash podcast to find special offers, 
Join our email list and listen to past episodes of the Barefoot Books podcast. See you next week. Bye.